Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. KD returned for the Nets and gave him 31. First day back after about 14 and a half years, man. This dude has been gone for a grip. 31 after missing 21 straight games because of uh, the MCL sprain. But the Heat beat him. And the Heat weren't even fully loaded. I mean, neither were the Nets. 113-107 at Barclays. Jay, Key, this is KD at the press conference. I'm not trying to go out there and win the game by myself tonight or make it all about me. I just try to go out there and, and help and be a good teammate. Our cutting it close is only under 20 games left in the season, huh. but that's the situation we're in. That's the circumstances we're in. You know what the standings are. You know Everybody's telling us every day how far we're dropping and where we may end up and constantly telling us the situation we're in. But we understand that, and we know that each day is important. So we, work, we focus on tonight and just keep plugging away. Man, some of his shots is just so wet. It's ridiculous. Just so easy. Seven-footer out there dancing with the ball like that, man. He makes it look so easy, and he can get, he's a dude who can get a quiet 30 better than anyone I've ever seen. But So there's the Nets, right? No Ben Simmons. I'm worried, Max. Kyrie's only playing half the games. I know you're worried. And, right. and I think it's – but here's the question. This is the reason – look, the Nets, we have to see how Ben Simmons fits in. We have to find out what's going to happen with Kyrie. But, Jay, I saw KD and Kyrie play again in the playoffs last year without Harden, and Joe Harris was awful, right? And they were mopping the floor with the world champion Bucks the first couple games. Mm-hmm. Joe Harris out for the season, by the way, going to yeah. get a second foot, second foot surgery. Yeah, but they have Seth Curry instead of Joe Harris now. And but you don't have Kyrie all the games, not only the on games. the road. It's true. You're still wondering about Ben Simmons. So those first two games that they won last year, they'd have lost without mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That's a real thing. I I just want to set the tone, the reason why I'm worried. So last night, the Miami Heat, no Jimmy Butler, no B.J. Tucker, and no Kyle Lowry. And four dudes gave them 20 points. Max Strauss, you guys don't even know who that is. Starting backcourt, gone. Gone. Like gave gave the Nets 20-plus points last night. It's concerning where they're at. And I know it's KD's first game back, but this is not the team that we thought they were going to be. No, not at all. I mean, you you certainly thought that this would be a much better team given the fact that even with Kyrie only being a role guy, you still thought that they would be better. Last night, I mean, you look, Eric Sposter can coach, number one. Um, so you got to give him credit for that. And it's KD's first night back. Even though he gave, dropped 31, you, you give, it, give it a few more games and let's see what, what happens. Let him get Simmons and all that. But – Think about this for a second. The Lakers were swept by the Clippers this season, right? Really? Here's Russell Westbrook being asked about this season versus the way it's happened versus the way what he expected to happen. Listen to the question and listen to Westbrook's answer. Everything's the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, especially considering your stature, your credentials to to absorb? Um, What did I envision? I suppose I would imagine some wins. I mean, you say, based on what I envision, I want to know what you think I envision. I would, but I mean, you envisioned coming here and winning a championship, or at least being. Is the season over? It, it certainly isn't on. Is the season over? No, sir. Thank you. I had no expectations. Uh, the last four years of me, I've been on different teams four times, so my envision of kind of 
think everything gonna be peaches and cream. I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. So, I mean, we can get into the whole, the way the question is phrased. I don't have a problem with it. I know you guys do. I, I don't. He said it's the opposite of what you like. Of course, you imagine that someone like Westbrook, given his resume, I thought the reporter was very respectful of how great a player he's been and everything. Of course, he assumes he envisions success and what they're finding is failure, right? Like to put it bluntly. But let me ask you guys something. Why is it that Eve, I was the last dude on the Lakers ship, unless, unless Key is still on. You still on the ship? I got a, a life jacket and everything on. I'm good. I'm buttoned up. I got. Are you staying on? Yeah, I'm right now. I'm cool. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm okay right now. I'm on. Yeah, I'm got on. Blitz by the Clippers last night. Yeah, but night. I'm okay. We lost to them. It swept us this season. But right now, I got my life jacket on, <laughs> and I'm slowly blowing in the. <laughs> the ship, the ship is sinking. You just in the back of the yeah, ship. I'm, I'm at the pinnacle see, part. Yeah, I'm waiting to see how far it's gonna go down before I decide to dive off. I'm on. I'm on the little boats. What I'm forgetting what they're called already. The uh, emergency. The tenders or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on out. land watching y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So, so, but there is this sense that the Lakers are cooked. Now, Jay, after last night with the Nets, I see you starting to really get very concerned about the Nets. But why is it that until right now, it felt like Nets are going to be fine and the Lakers are cooked? Lakers are down AD, right? AD is the whole shooting match for their defense. When when LeBron and AD were playing together, they were beating the Suns last year. Soon as AD went down, series over, right? And the Suns beat them. Why is it we believe, or at least many believe, the Nets can flip that switch? Let me tell Simmons gets there, it'll be fine, but the Lakers can't, Jay. Well, because Russ and LeBron have been playing a lot of games together, correct? Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen KD and Kyrie playing. You were hoping that the mandate was going to be lifted. So that's why you think, oh, the Nets with KD and Kyrie, and when Ben Simmons comes back, they can flip that switch easily because you know what they are offensively when those two play together. You know what LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are offensively. I don't see that flipping because I don't expect Russ to all of a sudden turn into Kyrie Irving. That's easy. Yeah, see, I look at it as, one, it's the Lakers. That's how I look at it, number one. And the Lakers are a national brand where the Brooklyn Nets are just the New York Brooklyn team. They're not a national team. So even though with Kevin Durant and Kyrie on it, the the, the microscope is on – the Lakers and LeBron because of how things always, you know, LeBron and manipulating and putting the teams together. And you got three, four, five Hall of Famers or whatever you want to call it on the team. And you're looking at it that way. And it's just they won a championship two years ago, two seasons ago, all of that packaged up. And Brooklyn has had lots of excuses as to why rightfully so as to why they're in the position that they're in right now which is James Harden left da 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 they got to get Ben Simmons Kyrie vaccination status all da da there's a lot of excuses that that is warranted for them that's why I think it seems like the Lakers and much like Jay said can't switch flip the switch on because they've been together with two stars and haven't been able to do anything I think that's all right but can I offer something else that I think is so basic I really think it affects our psychology, though, the way we perceive these things. The number one thing you got to do is score the ball, right? You got to. I think it comes down to shooting. I, I know how what that sounds like. Like Westbrook's won an MVP. Kyrie's never won an MVP. But now the feeling is Kyrie's better than Westbrook, right? Especially the way Westbrook's been playing. 
when they had Harden especially, we were like, all three of these dudes can score from anywhere on the floor almost better than anyone who ever lived. Triple threats. Triple threats, especially from the outside, right? Then you add Joe Harris, and then they trade for well, – what this is before Seth Curry. It's like, oh, my God, the shooting. And you look at the Lakers, they go, they don't have the shooting, man. It Already people don't believe the same way, right? Because as much lip service as we pay to defense wins championships, we feel like, oh, my God, when we see a team that can bomb. And now, why do we feel a little different about the Nets? Harden's gone. Simmons is in. We know he can't shoot. Oh, Kyrie's only going to be there half the time. Joe Harris is gone. Where's all the shooting? It's gone. Mm-hmm. We look right. So I think that I think it might be as simple as that. Westbrook can't shoot. AD can't really shoot. I mean, okay for a guy his size. LeBron's not exactly a pure shooter. Oh my God! Look at Kevin Durant. He's wet from anywhere. Kyrie, as long as he's on the floor, and I think that's starting to change just based on just based on shooting. I think that's where what, how what our if, psychology gets affected. What if both of them get bounced? The championship that never was, it kind of feels like that's, a, that's the line that's been following this whole season. Kobe and LeBron never got to meet in the finals, right? Like, that was the whole thing we were waiting for. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Lakers are hoping they can get in the zone on Saturday when they host the Warriors on ABC. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Will one of the NFL's top young quarterbacks leave football? If you don't get the contract he's looking for, that's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Now we have Kyler Murray. He doesn't follow the Cardinals anymore. If you are part of the Cardinals organization, what are you thinking right now? We've given this dude everything that he needed to be successful. If he hadn't been successful, that's a him problem. Why would you not follow your team that you play for on social media? Uh, There it is. There's my Friday beat. What? Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Mm -hmm. I know, I know uh, music is subjective, but can we just agree that hip-hop sounds better to the human ear? Just, I mean, just give it up. The flow, the rhythm to it. Uh, mm, All right, look. Mm. Who's the best player in the NBA right now? 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. You could also hit us up at Key J and Max. Luca, Joel Embiid, John oh, Morant, oh. LeBron. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Oof. Steph. Steph. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, was talking about Kyler Murray 
and made a point that we were talking about on this show a couple weeks ago. We knew this was coming. Listen. Get a new contract. Then we're going to start hearing more and more about baseball as an option. We'll see if that comes into play here. But his head coach has been extended. His general manager has been extended. He wants to be extended. We'll see whether or not he gets that long-term deal. Soon as Kyler Murray scrubbed his social media, we all were talking about on this show, wait until he starts talking about, I'm going to play some baseball. Because unlike a lot of dudes, guys, Kyler Murray, look, the Oakland A's are money, ball, saber metrics, all the analytics. That the, the, the flash point for it in sports, basically, was Billy Bean and the Oakland A's. They do not use high-up first-round picks on guys who they don't think are going to be great, right, according to their analytics and everything. They drafted Kyler Murray top 10. Top 10. He was nine. Yeah. He was not. So, you, so he, they believe he can be a great baseball player not a guy who might like make the league a great impact player or the A's would have never drafted him key so that threat unlike for a lot of guys could be real no it's a real threat um he's been away from baseball four years now so this would be the time to get back in and you don't want to you know maybe five years but if you're away from it too long then things change the game changes very mechanical game mechanical yeah. game um but for me if if that's the direction and he wants to go in, then go ahead and do it. I mean, when I when when I said a week ago that if I was him when he sent that message to the Arizona Cardinals, I'd have been in somebody's park somewhere around Arizona. My guys filming me. I'm p- taking BP, fielding balls. I already know what Jay's you know? thinking. I, I already I, I I'm looking at his that. face. Well, you, well, oh, there's a lockout right now, right, Jay? Yeah. Right, but here's no, the but thing. No, it doesn't matter if it's a lockout. It's going eventually. The lockout yeah, is the gone. The lockout might yeah. help, help him, him. because that's he can I, get in go, baseball exactly. shape. Well, well, here's the thing with the lockout, too. The MLBPA is, is going to start holding workouts for players uh, within the – MLB Players Association during this lockout so they can stay in shape so when they do come to an agreement they can go and and you know get started and the season can start as soon as possible and they want to do that in Arizona so they're going to go find a facility in Arizona where all these baseball players can oh, go play imagine Kyler Murray shows up at that the yeah. topics we're going to have the next day he's a center fielder think of the ground he can cover and his the arm topics we're going to have the next day i just <laughs> Kyler Murray shows up to that this this whole thing becomes a a frenzy it becomes chaos. It becomes chaotic. So, number one, he should. But it does lead me to the question, why are you pressing so hard? 100%. Like, what's behind this? If all you have to do is wait a couple of months for you to get the deal, they've already extended your head coach in Cliff Kingsbury, but now you're pressing, pressing, pressing. Like, it makes me think there's something wrong there other than just – sitting, waiting, holding tight, and allowing that money to come to you that's going to come to you inevitably. He especially I, I after de- his coach uh, got it. His coach got the contract. They're connected at the hip. They have the same agent. I have no idea why the stress level is so high when he just became eligible to start negotiating a long-term extension. Because if they didn't, if they didn't want to do anything, they could clearly pick up options, franchise tag. I mean, they could do all of those sort of things. Most people in his situation don't get deals done until you go to training camp in the start of the season happens. Or Patrick Mahomes during the summer. The summer. The start yeah. of, you go to training yeah. camp, the start of the season. Lamar Jackson has been negotiating a contract for about a year now. And not a peep. So it plays into what Jay is saying, which is it makes you think – 
Kyler, why are you so desperate at this moment? I don't know. I don't know if it's him. See, it's so weird because I don't know if it's him that is desperate or is it his thought process of maybe playing baseball that has his agent, who is his football agent, not his baseball agent, pressing to get a deal done Mm -hmm. because he will miss out on fees from the baseball, from the football contract, because he's going to play baseball. My guess is just my guess. I don't think he really wants to play baseball. If you're a star quarterback, that's better than being maybe because baseball's so mechanical. Garrett's success is like difficult to predict. Maybe working your way into being a leadoff hitter for who you know the but, A's, right? But look at it this way, Max. I realize I am small for the NFL. I keep getting hurt. And if they don't want to pay me right now, then I might as well go play baseball. But let's see if they want to pay me right mm-hmm. now before I make the commitment to go play baseball. R- Ricky Henderson had to play some football, right, coming up. Man, you asking Oakland me. A's, <laughs> Oakland A's left fielder and greatest leadoff hitter ever. I think he did. Right, because he, he's built like a football well, player. Well, Winfield so- did. Reggie Jackson Reggie did. Jackson, Oakland yeah. A's, Reggie Jackson, running back. I think Ricky Henderson did, though. So I, I imagine he would. But it's interesting to me is whether or not I believe he wants to do that, it's a credible threat. Yes, it is. Because Tim Tebow got promoted to AAA. He hit 276. He got on base almost 34% of the time. He slugged just about 400 and, and AA, which is the prospect level. And legit got promoted to AAA after being away from the game for 10 years and not being the athlete Kyler Murray is. Or drafted where Kyler Murray was. Straight talk yeah. wireless. No contract, no compromise. What's up? Ricky Henderson did play football in high Had school. To. He turned down college scholarships to pursue baseball. Greatest leadoff man of all time. How's the relationship, Cliff Kingsbury, Cardinals head coach, with Kyler Murray? Yeah, the relationship is great. And, and you know, Steve and I literally banked our careers on him. When you take a guy number one and trade away a top 10 pick from the year before, that's never been done. I mean, you're all in and and everybody understands that. And the business is the business and um, we're just working through it right now. Like I said to you guys before, he's going to, he's going to bully his way to get his contract. He's going to bully his way. I, I, I don't know how you do not give this man his money. Even if it sets the wrong precedent, it's too early. I'm not giving him a dime right now. Okay. Not right now. I'll see you in the summer. I got so many other needs that we're trying to build a team right now. We're trying to, despite Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury getting their contract extensions, they're not part of the salary cap. We can pay them whatever. But when you are in the month of March and free agency is starting in a couple weeks, we've got to figure out how to build the team. Who are we going to get? Are we bringing A.J. Green back? Are we, are we going to yep. uh, give somebody else some money? Are we, you know, you got to figure all that out. Was Kyler Murray ever an MVP? No. Right? Mm-mm. Lamar Jackson was an MVP, and you said he's still negotiating his deal. Oh, he's chilling. He ain't even tripping. Well, that, well, <laughs> but for a guy that gets injured. So if you're Kyler, you're sitting there saying, no, I, I, want my, I want my money now. I'm seeing the way they're handling a guy that was MVP, and they're still not, not giving him his money but yet. It's not. So for me, even if it is this summer, I'm setting the precedent now that all these threats, no, I'm, I'm making it known Lamar, that you're going to pay me my money this summer. But Lamar, now, you're not, it's not going to be a year waiting or going, we're not doing that. They want to pay Lamar. Lamar's yeah, Lamar is holding it up. Yeah, Lamar's according holding it up. To, I'll tell you this about Kyler, That's though. Fair. If I was Arizona, 
I'd pay him in the summer. In the summer. But I'll tell you something else. I would make it a sh- – uh, I'd give him the sort highest of, yeah. average annual if he wanted, but not a bunch of years. The guarantee wouldn't be what he wants. Three years ago, Kyler's hand size was the talk of the combine. This year, it's another quarterback looking to go in the top ten. Hand size. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. You can't get away from the fact that in his career at Pitt, he's put the ball on the ground 27 yes. times. Yep. His ball security got better as the career went on. Joe Burrow famously had nine-inch hands, but Joe Burrow also had an elite trait, which was his accuracy and pocket management. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Talk of the NFL Combine yesterday. Kenny Pickett's hands. Not very big. Mike Tannenbaum. Our own personal GM on this show. It's awesome. Mike, is hand size really a big deal for a quarterback? Uh, it shouldn't be, but in Kenny Pickett's case, it's meaningful because he's had 27 fumbles in his career. So it's something that uh, shouldn't derail his career. And you certainly can coach ball security and keeping two hands on the ball more. But um, part of this is candidly self-inflicted because he's had ball security issues at Pitt. Mm. Well, you won't. Right, Mike, you're not going to take him off your board for these reasons. But there are concerns, especially if you wind up Pittsburgh or Washington or some of the cold weather cities that constantly gets rain or sleet or some of those sort of things, it will affect his ball security. So what do you do? You know, Key, it's a great point. Sometimes it's a tiebreaker. You know, if it's him or Malik Willis and you try to figure out is it player A or player B, you're going to look at the fact that this season he fumbled the ball four times. They lost three of them. And 
like you said, in the northeast, inclement weather, it could make a difference. So I know sometimes we make too much of hand size, certainly like with someone like Joe Burrow, who had no ball security issues. But when you have sub nine inch hands and you have ball security issues, it becomes a little bit of an issue. Now, look, there's not enough quarterbacks. There's a lot to love about Kenny Pickett's game. I think he's going to be a really good pro. But it is something that you're going to discuss. And you're going to, as a GM key, you're going to look to your left and your right, and you're going to say to your head coach or your offensive coordinator, like, let's go over the plan to make sure that we can put this player in a position to be successful because we got to understand his strengths and weaknesses. Mike T, but don't you feel like some of this stuff is a little bit blown out of proportion? I mean, I remember Joe Burrow um, last year or a couple of years ago talking about, you know, I'm going to retire from football because I have tiny hands. Like, you know, he didn't measure the correct – like, people were joking around with it, right? Like, I just – I don't know. Like, if you can ball, you can ball. We have it up on the screen. Considering retirement, after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep me in your thoughts, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Gangster. It's like Daniel Jones led the league in fumbles yeah. two years ago, right? His hands are nine and a half inches, nine three-fourths, excuse me, while Burrow, hands are smaller, fumbled the ball less. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I get confused. Yeah, no, like, what does that mean? It means that sometimes people from Duke turn the ball over, which I know is shocking news to you, Jay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, well done, Mike T. What are we, Mike, what are we what? doing? Yeah, give the ball to Duke, Keith, to run your offense. You might be. Finish what you're saying, Mike. No, my point is all seriousness was context is everything, which is we should make a big deal about it with guys like Joe Burrow, but you wouldn't be doing your job if you were trying to evaluate can he pick it as a player if you looked at ball security and hand size? Yeah, Mike, what are we doing with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Are we are we keeping him in San Francisco or are we moving him or what 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 are we doing? Key, this one's easy for me. Like we are way overcomplicating this. They have a really good team. Last three years, they've been to the Super Bowl championship game. He's a really good player at the most important position. Why in the world would we move on from Jimmy G? You got him and a young guy that you like a lot, and Trey Lance. I want both of them. I want a position of strength. It's a 17-game season. How many teams have issues at quarterback? I have up to 12 teams that need starters, and then there's other teams like Minnesota and Cleveland that have starters that they're not in love with. So to me, I would keep Jimmy G. I'd run it back. They have a chance to compete. If Jarski Tart catches that punt that Matt Stafford threw, we may be talking about the world champion 49ers. Yeah, or, or yeah, if Jimmy G hits Emmanuel Sam, he like came down to a couple plays in his career. He could have two Super Bowls. Um, Mike, I want to get you to trade Jimmy G. I'm interested in Jimmy G. What's it going to take for you to uh, deal him to me? I'll give you a second and a fifth. What do you say? I say go watch Duke North Carolina tomorrow. I'm keeping him. All right. How about a first uh, this year and a third next year? Now, now we're it depends too. Like context ah. is everything, guys. Right? If you're if you're trading me to a team that could be a top ten pick, I'm probably listening. But you know, bottom of the first round again. I think Jimmy G is really good, so I'd be hard pressed to move on from him unless I could get multiple high picks. And let's give Philadelphia a lot of credit, guys. They moved on from Carson once, someone they felt like they couldn't win with, and now they're sitting there with another first-round pick right in the middle of the first round. They're going to get a really good football player. Could be a receiver, corner, pass right. rusher. So to me, like, if, if I could be 16th or better max, then I would strongly consider it. Yeah, well, I, we may have the workings of a deal here, Mike. Meantime, John Lynch, 49ers GM on the NFL Network on Good Morning Football on the upside of the guy they have behind Jimmy G, Trey Lance. Mm. 
I think he's just got that makeup um, that uh, that the great ones do. We can only hope he can be That's the hope. Patrick Mahomes or anything close to that. And, uh, you know, he's going to get his chance to go show that. Ooh, get his chance. When would that be? Would that be this season? It's hard to say, right? Can Trey Lance win a Super Bowl next year? Thing, if they do it, Mike, if they, if they no. go with Trey Lance, could he win a Super Bowl next year? No. No. I mean, I think he has a really compelling upside, but it's hard to come in and basically be a rookie. And I know he's not a rookie, but just even like Patrick Mahomes, who sat for a year, it, it takes a minute, and then I think he's going to have a great career. You know, the other thing that's interesting to me is, like, John's a great guy, super smart, went to Stanford. Obviously, they don't teach negotiations at Stanford, because what he just said is page one of the Trey Lance extension when you compared my client to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> well, I think John John sees something, and, and, you know, he's not all buttoned up like an a, a actual general manager. I think he thinks more on the lines as he's still a player at times. So John will just say what's on his mind. When you look at Trey Lance's situation, though, and Jimmy G at the same time, when is the time to for Trey Lance to take over if it's not this year? And, and Key, I'm not saying that even if you have Jimmy G that Trey Lance doesn't play, and I think we saw that a little bit with Kyle where he was trying to sprinkle him in. I think it's gradual, but again, let's go back to Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. They had Alex Smith, they turned over Patrick Mahomes, the rest was history. I, what I'm saying is, I think given the supply and demand in the position, I'm not in a rush to move on from Alex Smith where I would keep Jimmy G and let Trey Lance. And maybe it's in training camp key, maybe it's in week six, but I can't tell you the exact date. But what I can tell you is they have a better chance of having a meaningful playoff run if they have both quarterbacks because, let's face it, both guys have been hurt in the past. And when you look around the league, most teams don't have one. If you have two, you have a competitive advantage. What happens, though, if Jimmy G goes to the NFC Championship game and this time goes back to the Super Bowl and he plays well in getting him to the Super Bowl, you have an opportunity to get that first-round pick Max was talking about. Now you get nothing because he walks as a, as a free agent unless he – what are you going to do? What are you going to do at that point? Keith, then we got a great problem. Maybe we trade Lance for three ones. Who knows? Like, we have a great problem because people will be calling us because next year there's going to be C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. There'll be Bryce Young from Alabama. But there'll be way more than two teams that are going to need great quarterbacks. And to me, those are great problems for us to have. Mike Tannenbaum joining us, ESPN NFL front office insider and Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Mike T, I want to go from the NFC West to the AFC West to Max Kellerman's favorite quarterback. I want you to hear what the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, said on the Pat McAfee show. He's one of one. Yeah, he's, Justin, on he's one okay. of one. So, um, but you're, you're definitely looking um, around the league. And I think being with him a full season, you have a much stronger sense of how he operates and then how our skill players. Great on fourth down, by the way, Herbert. Yeah, and then, you know, like our line, you know, you on board, you know, everyone talks about Justin and they should, and we'll talk a lot about him, but like Corey Lindsley, you know, Ode Abushi, Matt Filer, Rashawn Slater, like all these guys that are giving him the ops to be who he is. You're, you have a team on offense. Is he one-on-one, Mike T? Oh, he's really special. Now, could I, would I take Patrick Mahomes over him? Yeah, I would. After that, you know, We can talk about him and Joe Burrow guys. I may go with Justin Herbert because I just think he's built to last a little bit more than Joe is. Like, 
Joe Burrow was almost knocked out of the Super Bowl. It was a standing eight count, and because of his incredible toughness, he made it. But when you look at Justin, Justin Herbert's frame, his athleticism, he reminds me more and more of John Elway. I know that's a bold statement, but watch his play, watch his arm strength, six, watch his six. anticipation. Yeah, and uh, I think his future is truly limitless. Hold on, Mike. So you said that you would take Patrick Mahomes over him. That may be the only quarterback. So if you had this year upcoming, one year to get it done, would you not take Aaron Rodgers over Justin Herbert? Boy, that window is closing quickly. You know, the only part about Aaron Rodgers is the only thing I'd say about that is his play speed is slowing down. You know, when you start running and looking behind, you know you're not confident in your play speed. And I think Ju Aaron Rodgers is going to get older and Justin Herbert's going to get better. I'm trying to tell people. I'm Man. trying to tell people Rodgers would be the third best quarterback Mike, in that division next Mike, year like if he went to the whatever, whatever you are doing in Indianapolis, you need to stop. Because I ain't taking no damn Justin <laughs> Herbert over no Aaron Rodgers in the one season. I am sorry, and I like Justin Herbert. I mean, I, but you're trying to plot trajectory, too, as a GM. I hear what you're saying, Mike, and I'm not pretending it's easy one way or another, but I think it actually is tough. That's how good Herbert is. By the way, when he says one of one, that doesn't mean that, well, then there can't be anyone else on. Who else can be one of one? Because, like, Lamar Jackson's one of one. No one plays exactly like him at a very high level, right? Um, is, are, are Mahomes and Rodgers too similar? Maybe not, because Mahomes doesn't have quite Rodgers' ball security, but he runs it a little more ruggedly, right? Like, there's different... Who are the one-of-one one quarterbacks in the NFL, Mike? Who are the guys who are like, there's no one like well, that at a high level? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, to me, comes to mind because he he's improved so much. Like, when you look at his deep ball, I mean, he could just... Any one play, he could score a touchdown with his arm or his legs. And to me, that's what makes Lamar so unique in terms of one-on-one, one-of-one. It, it keeps – when you talk to other defensive coordinators around the league, he's just so hard to scheme because you have to account for him in the run game and your spacing when you're playing the, the pass is you really have to defend the full field on every play. It's too bad he got banged up and his team was so banged up because three weeks this season, I thought he was the best player on earth. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune into ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters, presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Speaking of quarterbacks, Mike T., let's play Believe It or Not. Believe it or not. Hola. Huh? Even Ripley is wondering, do you believe it or not? All right, it's believe it or not, you can win a Super Bowl with the following quarterbacks. Evan, take it away. Yeah, let's start with Jimmy G, the guy we were just talking about. Believe it or not, Mike, that the 49ers can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Absolutely. They were right there. Like you said, one Emmanuel Sanders throw away from being a great Chief team. They were one Jarski Tart drop away from being another Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah, I believe they can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, no question about it. Mike said it all right there. It's like any given Sunday, a game of inches, man. Uh, if you're on the right side of that game, they win a Super Bowl. I mean, the Shanahan offense, we just said it. Yes. He, he could have two already if, if the ball bounces a certain way. Mm -hmm. Believe it. Evan? Ryan Tannehill, Mike. Believe it or not, they can win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. Absolutely. I answered that question three years ago in Miami uh, where we gave him an extension and uh, 
Uh, look, they have the one seed. Say what we want. Well, you can talk about Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. Who had the one seed? The Tennessee Titans did. He didn't play well against Cincinnati, but I do believe you can win a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, Mike, again, whatever it is in Indianapolis, better get off of it because <laughs> I don't believe they can win a Super Bowl. The guy gave the divisional, gave the divisional game uh. away. Gave it away all by himself. No, they cannot. Yep, Mike, I love the pieces around him. I just, when it gets to clutch moments down the stretch, I'm not the biggest believer in Ryan Tannehill. I mean, look, we just saw him. If he would have done anything at all, they beat the Bengals. He lost them the game with horrible decision-making in the moments of truth. They're an excellent regular season team because of the way they're constructed. If they had a better quarterback, they'd, they'd probably win the Super Bowl. So I say no. You guys want mean Mike Tannenbaum? You ready for mean Mike Tannenbaum? Mike, believe it or not, you can win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. No chance. You can't <laughs> win the division with him. <laughs> no, not, no, I don't. Uh, he was banged up last year, man. I, I, I like to see, I like to see him this year. But as of right now, I don't believe they can win the Super Bowl with him. But I like to see him healthy all season. Yeah, I, I think. Look, he probability is low. Um, but I give him a better chance than Ryan Tannehill. I say it's an, the grade is incomplete. You make me pick one, I'll say can. And the reason is his skill level's good enough. He has an arm. It's accurate enough. It's strong enough. All that stuff. He makes decisions quickly enough. All that stuff. The only thing is, let's see him play under pressure in the playoffs. I got my answer on Tannehill so far. I don't have my answer on Baker Mayfield yet. I'd like to see it at right now. I'll say yes. All right. Jameis Winston said, uh, or Mickey Loomis said, Jameis Winston is an option for the Saints to come back, and that he hopes that they are an option for Jameis Winston. Is Jameis Winston a quarterback you can win a Super Bowl with, believe it or not, Mike? I don't know if he can win a Super Bowl, but he's a, he's a competent NFL starter, so no on the Super Bowl, yes, is a good starter. Uh, I would say, depending on the situation, you can win a Super Bowl with him. I don't, he's coming off an ACL. What, yeah, I, it's like, yeah, I think you can. It's just the right situation. Yeah, I would probably say potentially, but I'm, I'm not a strong believer. I'm, it's By the way, his workouts that he's doing, have you been seeing this stuff on social media? He's bouncing on the ball, you know, doing core. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen for a guy coming off an ACL tear. Mm. I'm going to say yes because I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Again, the difference with Tannehill is not just Garoppolo missing Sanders. It's significant play. And by the way, last bunch of playoff runs, they had a team that could win the Super Bowl if their quarterback was a little better, right? I, I, I give the benefit of the doubt to Jameis Winston, but I'm like, Jay, I'm on the fence. How about Tua Tungavailoa? Believe it or not, you can win a Super Bowl with Tua. No. I didn't think he could coming out, and I still don't think he can. Say, I'm rolling with Mike on that one. Didn't think he could coming out, and I'm still staying the same. I, you know, I like the development that Tua has shown. I think there was a lot of improvement down the stretch. Is that going to equate to being a Super Bowl champion? I can't say that yet. Again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I can't rule it out yet because he was completing 75 or 80% of his passes down the stretch. And I look at Drew Brees' career and his development. It's not a dissimilar trajectory. I, I don't feel super confident, but I'm not going to rule it out. Believe it or not, you win a World Series with – oh, sorry, Super Bowl with Kyler Murray, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a glass half full on Kyler Murray. I think he's – also a similar one-of-one, full-field quarterback. I think 
if they could get a little bit tougher, a little bit more durable up front at another corner, they can win a Super Bowl with Kyle Murray. I, I don't think they can win a Super Bowl with Kyler Murray, and it's really not because of Kyler Murray as much as it is some of the, what you just said, Mike, but also the guys standing on the sideline in Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not a believer in him in second-half adjustments whatsoever during the season. Man, if guys like J.J. Watt don't get hurt, DeAndre Hopkins don't get hurt, you know, Kyler Murray is able to get through a season without getting banged up. I, I think this team has a legit chance to win the Super Bowl, so I believe it. I believe it, too, although the leadership, like to, to lead a team to a Super Bowl, I, I, like this, the kind of whispers you start to hear about his personality, I wonder, but I'm going to say believe it right now just based on the level of this play. All right, let's, the next two guys I'm going to do together because they're going to be connected at the hip forever. Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. Believe it or not, a team can win a Super Bowl with either of those guys, Mike. No and no. Uh, Carson Wentz, to me, he may be a backup when it's all said and done this year. And Jalen Hurts has gotten a lot better. I like him, but he was 26th in the league in completion percentage. So I think what we're seeing is a good player, not a great player. So I don't think either guy could take us to where we want to go. No, Carson Wentz, I don't believe. It's still too early for me to tell what Jalen Hurts could be with a team around him two, three, four years from now. I believe it for Jalen Hurts down the stretch. But, Mike, I feel like every time we say Jalen Hurts, you, you always throw in the completion percentage. Do you think that can't be improved upon? Well, you know, if you go back to Oklahoma, Alabama, and now in Philadelphia, I think it could get slightly better. But um, at some point, there's going to be a ceiling on it. So um, I think this is a hugely consequential year for him. Yeah, I don't know about about Jalen Hurts it's too early for me to believe it though I, I wouldn't rule it out but it's he hasn't shown me enough like two has shown me enough where yeah I can believe it can happen I need to see more from Hurts no on Carson Wentz absolutely not on Carson Wentz although to be fair he was on a team that won the Super Bowl significantly he didn't play in the playoffs all right last one once we'll do two again Derek Carr Kirk Cousins can you win a Super Bowl with either of these guys Mike believe it or not I don't believe it. Neither and neither. You know, Carr, to me, is going to be the third best quarterback, best case scenario in the division. I love Josh McDaniels. I think Derek Carr will continue to play well, but not at a championship level. And Kirk Cousins, I think, is, you know, his days, you know, at Minnesota. Look, he's there because they own $45 million on the cap, but I don't think he's a championship quarterback. I believe Carr can. I don't believe Cousins can. Yeah, I, I believe in the talent of Carr. I just don't know if I believe in the overall team of the Raiders and how, to, how difficult that would be for them. And I don't believe in the Minnesota Vikings. I'm yes on Carr, no on Cousins. I think like with Wentz, and, and it comes down to personality type for me. Do I trust them in the moment of truth? I don't trust Cousins. I do trust Carr. Believe it or not, L.A. is now a Clippers town. That's next. Whoa. Thank you, Mike. Oh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. It's never going to be a Clippers town. Who wrote that? It is this year. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.